0: In a recent Inman town hall, 74% of attendees indicated that they had never made a listing video or a drone video or a virtual open house. This is Byron Lazine and Nicole White, and you are tuned into episode 121 of The Real Word.
1: Word is up. Hey, do you know that my favorite number is 21? Did you know that?
0: 21. I think I did. I think mm. you've told me that. Yeah. I think on episode 21, you made a a huge deal, a huge I racket did? about it on episode 21, 100 um, episodes ago. Maybe we should recall 21 and watch it after this. Just.
1: You think just I did numbers. that?
0: That would be silly. I, I would bet on it. I would <laughs> bet you made a big deal about episode 21 on episode 21. All right, let's get into uh-huh. it. We've got two rackets and a marketeer of the week. The first racket is from Forbes.com. So everybody will be happy that we got away from Inman here mm-hmm. a little bit this week, although we do have two Inman articles right after this. But on Forbes, how to invest in real estate during the pan. How to invest. This headline really caught my attention because I think, even myself included, a lot of people want more information of how they should be investing during this time. What are the opportunities? Right. This article goes on to talk about the obstacles and the opportunities in financing, in single-family housing, in multifamily. multifamily housing, commercial property. And then how to stay prepared for future uncertainty?
1: You were a little disappointed in this article.
0: I was very disappointed. I thought yeah. the headline was not directly correlated with the information. I mean, I, I guess that's pretty common nowadays. You, you should like just expect that the headline is not going to really tell you what you want to know, or, or you know, like I, I was expecting coming in here and be like
1: they were going to tell you to. I, I guess the I guess the like, hardest part right location, now. This location,
0: this type of property. That's right. what you want to hone in on.
1: Well, I guess the hardest part right now is like everything is so uncertain. So you have to sort of tread lightly too because what may have been wonderful last week may not be so great this week. And things are certainly changing. I mean, obviously, there's a lot of states opening up this week. So it'll be interesting to really see what does happen, you know, come next week. Anyway.
0: Yeah, I mean, as things open up, does more inventory start? I mean, that's the big problem we're dealing with real estate. We talked about that, I think, a little bit here in the past. But it's the inventory shortage. You know, but financing, let's just look at that. They, they talk about the opportunity and they talk about, they really just talk about how bad it is. Credit is tightened, uh, well, even is though rates are low like, yeah, rates are low. That's not how to invest. That's information. So I don't really see in the financing. Like when I saw the the tag for financing, I thought they were going to go in this direction. If you're sitting on cash, while guidelines have gotten tighter for people to borrow from a traditional bank, you can become the bank. You could provide seller financing to people in your market that, you know, trust that you vetted and, and basically give them a mortgage. That to me right now is an opportunity for somebody sitting on cash that maybe doesn't want to go and buy the actual real estate, right. but wants to invest in those investors in their local market. Right. They didn't mm-hmm. go that direction. No. Uh, single family houses. What did they say the opportunity was?
1: Well, that was the opportunity opportunity was that the interest rates were relatively low. But I and I and I do have to agree there though. I mean, if you really think about the cost they're talking uh,
0: about some government backed uh renters as well for single family, because obviously there's you know, some renters are, are not paying. So maybe you want this government backed rent well, for single family. That to me that that's
1: oh we're information, down to single not single the family opportunity. Already. Wow, we're bouncing quickly here, huh? Yeah, I
0: went over to single family, yeah. Clearly. Right yeah. like they're talking about section 8. Okay. So buying section 8 housing. I guess. Right? Cuz they're just they're just talking about guarantee pay there.
1: Right. I I I'm, What do you
0: think, Nicole? I'd be more interested in Holy
1: hell. I'm trying to catch up with you here. You're just you're moving quick. Huh? You don't you I'm, don't like this article at all.
0: No, I think I think it was just thrown together maybe an intern did it over at Forbes wow and uh, they threw it together they don't really have if I'm looking to get into investing this summer in 2020 there are no tangible steps that I can take so I'd rather go to you, Nicole. yep what's what's your opinion if you know somebody comes here today to call you up and and they say hey I've got you know this uh itch I need to scratch I need to invest in real estate I'm you know, I haven't really done in the past. I want to get into it. Where are the opportunities?
1: Well, and again, I mean, I think it was really smart of them to at least break it up into like subcategories because again, I mean, if we're talking about single family homes, yes, I do think that there is a wonderful opportunity here. Do I think that it's going to like end once the pandemic ends? Not necessarily. I mean, again, this article is, it sounds like, right. is just during the pandemic, how to invest during the pandemic. Exactly. Um, So again, I can't say that I think that buying a single family home during the pandemic is going to be your only opportunity for low rates, but Right now, what am I seeing? Yes, rates are low. I am seeing a, a wonderful opportunity for people to get into the market, even though there isn't a tremendous amount of opportunity because the banks have sort of put a little bit additional regulations on buyers. It actually has eliminated some buyers from the buyer pool as well. We are successfully putting deals together for buyers. Obviously, you know, so let's say it's like a three hundred thousand dollars sale. It's way cheaper, right, for them to buy it, right? Now, than it was 12 months ago. So, I think as long as the buyer is maybe Willing to sort of look at purchases more on their expense per month and maybe not necessarily on the purchase price. You know, I think everyone's always held up on purchase price and like, I want a deal or, hey, I don't want to, you know, buy it for like list price. But I do think that as long as it's priced appropriately, you kind of have to look at your monthly expense there. So, anyway, do I think that it's a great opportunity right now for single family homes? Yes. But do I think that it's going to like end once the pandemic ends? I have to say no. So, um, again, I, this article is very much about the pandemic. Um, multifamilies, is there an opportunity for multifamilies?
0: There uh, always is.
1: Absolutely. I mean, I, I obviously, if people, you know, you definitely can't be faint of heart right now because there's certainly going to be a risk, um, especially when the government is talking about, you know, people not having to pay rent. I mean, I'm a landlord. And, you know, when you start hearing things like that being thrown around, you naturally get nervous. But I do think that you obviously have to continue to have a relationship with your tenants and we're in constant contact with ours. But yeah, I mean, is there an opportunity? Fine. I mean, I guess, I guess I'm with you on this, you know? I mean, Yeah.
0: And to, to me, I would have started this article
1: There's not really anything to to bite your teeth into beyond what everyone is hearing from their real estate agents already, right? Yeah.
0: I mean, it it really didn't dig any, you know, deep. The first thing I would have started with step one, if you want to invest in real estate during the pandemic is get ridiculously educated on the 30 minute radius, draw a circle around where you live, where you live, not where you want to invest, not like, oh, I really like that state. It'd be so cool to own property over there. Draw a 30-minute radius around where you live and then become obsessed with the information and the data in that market. Whether that means becoming best friends with the top real estate agents in that market and picking their brain constantly. Right now, you can't go do my favorite thing, which is just like If you're interested in a certain area, go to open house after open house after open house. I love doing that. Oh, I
1: thought you were going to say sit at the bar and get some people at the bar. Uh,
0: That's a good way. That's a good way to learn real estate when the bars are open because all the agents are there. (laughs) So you you can certainly do that. Uh, But no, like you can't go and and actually get into the inventory as freely uh, as you were able to before the pandemic
1: but, but on the other end, there are so many more virtual tours where, you know, if you legitimately are sort of stuck home or that's where you feel the most comfortable, I mean, you do still have an opportunity to preview inventory. A lot of people are doing a lot of online tours, too. So, you know, maybe you don't have to get out and see, you know, like if you don't want to go that the, the full 30 minute or mile distance that you're talking about, I mean, you can sort of do it from the comfort of your own home home to get a little bit
0: more. And when I say, when I say draw that, that 30 minute radius, I'm saying only educate yourself within that bubble because you're going to, when you do actually pick your investment, you're going to need that property to be within a 30 minute drive for you to actually be successful. You know, because this is, if, if, if I'm reading the article, how to invest in real estate during the pandemic, I'm guessing that person has not you know, is more on the beginner level of investing, right? right? So in the beginning, stay local. So get really educated on that market because what happens then is as you start to really look at the hot sheet every single day, as you look at what's selling, as you look at what's coming on the market, you will naturally start to find the deals, right? You will naturally start to see properties that have like single family homes that have great bones that are located in a great spot, but just need paint and flooring. And for whatever reason, they're priced 20% below the rest of the market. Now this takes patience, right? So how to invest in the real estate during the pandemic, same way you do not in a pandemic. You have extreme patience and you're extremely knowledgeable about the market so that you can wait and jump on that deal that the agent took terrible photos of that is underpriced because there's wallpaper and all you gotta do is paint flooring and you get in there and you spend that money and now you have 15% instant equity in your rental property. That's how you invest. And yeah, it's ultimately gonna come down to renting it at some point. Or here's another one, Nicole. Here's another one that I think you would agree with me on right now. Yeah, like knowing because we know our local area in our local area. There's a great opportunity to flip because we're dealing with 20 to 30 percent decline in active listings right now. We have no inventory. Well, so as long as it, you're
1: flipping quick. Mm <laughs>
0: Yeah. If you, I mean, if you're flipping I mean, you have to quick, keep your
1: timeline pretty tight. I mean, you should really try to keep that, you know, closer to like a 60 or a 90 day flip. I mean, if yeah, you, you
0: don't want to get into a situation where you're, you're into this thing for nine months and the world has changed completely again and gotten worse. I agree with you there, but. When I mean,
1: you're carrying costs. Yeah.
0: But maybe you have a rental uh, that you can turn into a flip or whatever the case may be. But yeah, I think flipping right now is attractive. It's why, Zillow and open door has gotten back into buying homes because they see an opportunity to buy and turn them back over on the market with inventory being so low. So, get super educated on the market in which you're going to invest in. That's a bigger opportunity than anything that that they talked about here. Well,
1: and I think to like sort of piggyback that too, I think that it's super important for you to sort of keep a little bit more of an open mind. So maybe again, in our area right now, like short-term rentals are huge. So maybe again, that property becomes for now a short-term rental, a (laughs) 30-day rental, 60-day rental, 90-day rental. And then again, but once we get through this, maybe that becomes comes more of a long-term rental at you know once everything sort of starts to slow down and and the short-term rental game isn't so large maybe it then turns into like an annual rental so I don't think it I don't think these properties need to be purchased to be used sort of in one in one way so I think that that's important to look at too sort of like bob and weave you know
0: I like that bob and weave All racket racket number two we just mentioned open door SoftBank post record. Law sworn some investments may go bankrupt. The investor behind compass and open door predicted that of the eighty eight companies the vision fund invested in fifteen could go bankrupt due to covid nineteen so Softbank is uh, the Japanese conglomerate behind Softbank Vision Fund, which is a global tech investment vehicle that's led multiple investment rounds eighty one
1: billion dollars yeah.
0: Uh, they, they posted a record $8.8 billion loss for the fiscal year 2020, which ended in March 31st. So ended the first quarter. So their fiscal year went from basically, you know, start of quarter two to the end here of quarter one. So it did include quarter one, which, which probably drove that number down even more. It's a huge swing from the 13.1 billion in net income the company posted for 2019. So, they're saying that 15 of their 88 companies could go bankrupt and obviously, you know, they're also saying that there's 15 that could do really well during this time. So, is Compass or Open Door in trouble? They don't this is an inman article. They don't specifically say whether Compass or Open Door is going to be hurt by this. I would assume they haven't stopped funding Open Door or Open Door rather is sitting on a bunch of cash still. Uh, from prior funding rounds because Open Door opened back up for buying properties direct from homeowners. So that would lead me to believe that Open Door is probably good, but we know that Compass has laid off a whole bunch of staff, approximately 35% of their staff. Uh, so maybe Compass, right? Because they they so heavily went into debt. I mean, they had a valuation like somebody had them as a valuation last year of like $2 billion for Compass, which is highly absurd for how young uh, the company is. And uh, you know, agents can leave at any time. And it's really, to me, I mean, they were trying to build up tech, but to me, it's really a traditional brokerage. So I don't know. I think, you know, there's a 20% chance I think Compass could be in some real trouble. And that's that 20% chance is based off of a CEO uh, the softbank c e o Masayoshi's son good one I think I got a pretty, pretty
1: i think Masayoshi. I, I think it, yeah, well, I was sort of reading i'm like oh look it's his it's Masayoshi's son no, no, I know
0: son is the last name, so I like that. yeah, in his own words, a fifteen could go bankrupt that's a twenty percent chance for compass. I would say compass is in a uh you know less desirable position than open door just based off of their actions during this pandemic, right?
1: Well, and again, I think it's worth noting. I mean, obviously this is, you know, the real word, but I mean, they do mention Uber in here too, because Uber is very much a part of this group too. Um, it'll be interesting in all honesty to see what happens with Uber's America not going too. anywhere. Maybe, maybe, maybe not. But I mean, I think that the landscape of Uber. I mean, I, I think I read just yesterday or saw in the news last night that they, you know, they they laid off even more drivers, um, just yesterday. But it, so it'll be interesting though to see what the Uber landscape looks like afterwards, though. Like cleanliness and wiping down, and you know, it, it it may not be such an easy sort of pick up, drop off anymore if if drivers are required to do a little extra. But it'll be interesting. I, Again, it's it's really mixed up the entire game. I feel like it's, you know. There's, there's opportunities for those that maybe didn't feel like they had an opportunity before and those that were doing well, like Uber. I mean, obviously, um, it's taken a little bit of a hit, so.
0: I think on the Uber front, uh, though they do have a, a unique ability right now to transition more into Uber Eats and drop off grocery and that's what I, and and, drop and, off retail. Again, bob and
1: weave, Bob and weave yep. for sure. You have so, to, yeah.
0: Yeah, I know Uber, and they referenced the number here. I mean, Uber is getting crushed right now. A 450 million dollar overall loss in Uber led the way further for all their companies that that saw a loss. So, absolutely, Uber is in an interesting position. I think ultimately Uber wins because brand matters. Right. And and they have <clears throat> they have so much brand equity at this point. So all right, Marketeer of the week. I like this one. You found it, Nicole, on Inman. It's a simple approach to making listing videos. What blew me away was that in a recent Inman town hall, 74% of attendees indicated that they had never made a listing video or a drone video or a virtual open house. And so, three out of four agents, Nicole, have never even done a listing video. This article, which uh, was written by Craig Rowe, staff writer from Inman, but, but uh, Craig's referencing the All Nut Group of Lexington, Kentucky's, the agency. And, uh, and they have a really good uh, how to do it list for us. So, what is that list, Nicole? Do you want to read that off?
1: Um, sure. So we start off with the equipment on, um, obviously we start off with a, well, it's saying an iPhone seven,
0: probably um, saying iPhone seven what does that it should mean? say or better.
1: Yeah. I mean, is that where it all started with the sevens?
0: Maybe that's know. where, where like some of the really good camera technology started. Maybe is that was, is that what Sam's saying?
1: But he's not saying anything. He's not getting involved. Um, and then the next <laughs> Sam one is just, this, two- this is a racket. He's, he's, yeah, well, cause I mean, cause we're also, I'm staring at a, at a cannon right now. So, it, yeah. uh, you know, um, and then it says two inexpensive tripods from Amazon. Um, I, I mean, I think you and I could also sort of beg to differ there that the, that sometimes the top of your car is okay. Sometimes a selfie stick, sometimes a child works as well to hold your phone for you. So I wouldn't even go too crazy with that, especially if you're touring a house, like you don't I would get really one want of, it to stand still, but if you're
0: watching the video and not listening, Listening, I would get maybe one of these. These are this is called a SwitchPod. Bomb Bomb did a review on this, and I bought it instantly. And I don't, I can't even see them. It's very it like sturdy. You've things? seen my SwitchPod.
1: Well, I mean, I'm I'm not looking at you. I'm actually. Well, you careful.
0: can you can kind of stay steady going through a house, and and so yeah. yeah anyways, move on.
1: I think again, that's more important. I get no right? money
0: from SwitchPod by the way, Outstore, so that that was just my yeah. little. Yeah,
1: and then uh, talking about a microphone for an iPhone again. I feel like if we are going super elementary, do you even need? Do you even need that? I don't even feel like you need that. I feel like as long as you have, I guess I would agree with what you have, Byron, more so than a tripod. Um, and I think just as long as you're speaking up loud enough and you're not like in an echoey spot or something, I'd, I don't even know that you need the microphone. But yeah, I mean, and these like tips- sound though. I mean, you keep your 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 microphone pretty far like in like in front of you at all times so you agree with the microphone probably
0: I love the microphone play yeah and lighting you love don't. your lights well i don't have any right now you've got all the lights uh, they talk about some software here: iMovie app, GoPro, Splice. Splice. I so, use Splice.
1: Splice is, in my opinion, is way that free? Easier. It is, and it's way easier to use than the iMovie app. In my opinion, the only thing that I get a little bored with 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 Splice is the music. Um, mm. There's only really a few on there that like I prefer, but Splice is so super easy, right? And I think it's easier than I. I think it's easier than iMovie. Um, that one is on my phone always yeah and
0: here's where i think this article can bring some value to some people is the the basics the the six bullet points for listing video basics that they laid out you do not need to capture every corner of the house agree with that right
1: oh my gosh yeah i think i mean and byron you and i always sort of have these arguments about our listing videos like I feel like as a good marketer, you don't necessarily want to show the whole house. You almost want to make it a little bit more of a teaser so that they then come into the home. You don't want to give it all away. It's like, what's that saying? Why buy the cow if you have the milk or something? Right. Um, I think, I mean,
0: maybe in this situation where we're dealing with this, you know, pandemic, maybe well, show a little bit more, but, that, but yeah. then,
1: but at that point, in all honesty, doesn't it make a lot more sense to do, um, why am I blanking on the name? You know, the, the virtual
0: tour. Yeah. yeah.
1: I mean, it makes, that makes a lot more sense. The number
0: two tip much. here is make a shot list. Absolutely. Yep. You'll, you'll find that you're not trying to make things up on the fly. You'll just fly right through it uh, as opposed to the latter. Consider the microphone for interior sound quality. Um, yep. I like that. Uh, beware of exterior light. That's huge. Yep, plan, you know, light behind you is always a good rule of thumb. Uh, Shoot exteriors in good light, the golden hours, which are usually dusk or dawn. And then finally consider capturing different aspects of the neighborhood. Here's the deal, guys. 100% of listings should have Video. I've been saying for years now, 100% of listings should be have professional photos. That now is commonplace. Most, I would say, most agents are doing uh, more than <laughs> more than half of the agents out there are doing professional photos at this point. Oh,
1: professional photos. I'm like, I'm sorry, this article says 75%. No, 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 not
0: even no. But video. but but now it is time for us as an industry to get this number from only 26% of us are doing listing videos. We got to get this number up to 100%. 100% of listings online should have a a video.
1: I think homeowners need to become a little bit savvier there though too. I'm certain that they're looking at homes too and they're appreciating these videos. So I feel like it's the homeowners need to start demanding these videos too to put themselves in the best light as well. Yeah, If
0: if you're a homeowner shopping on price and not shopping off of the value that you're getting from your marketing campaign, you're doing yourself. I just lost the listing, Nicole over a half a percent. That was it. That was the only reason, just the the half a percent. And the competitor is not doing a video, not doing floor plans, not doing aerial. Probably, if they're not doing all that pre-marketing stuff, they're not probably doing any marketing either. They're putting it on Zillow. And I would encourage homeowners that are going to work with people that are discount brokers over a half a percent to just Take crappy photos yourself because that's what your agent's about to do and just slap the thing on Zillow because that's all your agent's about to do anyways if you're working right. with a discount broker. So yeah, homeowners need to do the homework. Make sure they're getting a video, a good video. Look at the past videos. But agents, step up to the plate. Be a professional. Be a professional. Okay. You should have what a listing is- video on 100%. And this gives, you, this gives you an easy step-by-step way to do this for free or right. you know, with your own work.
1: I think what's important here though, too, is that the agent is also in front of this video. So even if maybe you're not seeing the value in capturing the home, if you're capturing yourself too, you're sort of killing two birds with one stone here too, right? You're making a marketing video inevitably then for yourself, showing what you're what you do and also for the homeowner. So, I mean, I agree. I mean, get off the, get off the couch, you know, start making some video, get a little bit more comfortable in front of that, the camera. And I, I think they'll see, I think they'll see their worlds change for sure.
0: Yep. All right. Good stuff this week. Well, next week we'll be, hopefully we'll be back.
1: Are you going to be back over here?
0: Yeah. I think we're going to be right sitting right next to each other, social distanced, but next to each other in the same room. Hmm. Episode 122. That'll two. be
1: exciting. I feel, like, I feel like we said that last week. So let's see if it happens. Oh, we didn't? It'll definitely yeah.
0: happen next week for sure. Okay.
1: Well, that's up to you. I'll be there. Okay.
0: All right, guys. Keep it real and we'll see you next week.
1: Bye, guys.